Let's all go to the lobby. 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 To get ourselves a treat. Hello everyone and welcome back to Cinema Shakedown, the weekly podcast that functions as a grab bag for all things film. I'm your host, Kyle Craigbaum. And I'm your other host, Jordan Dennis. This week we will be talking about every Daniel Craig James Bond film. All six of those motherfuckers? That five is five. of those motherfuckers? We got Casino Royale. Wrong right off the bat. Wrong I lo- right I off the bat. I love the energy we, we brought to the studio today. <laughs> we got Casino Royale, Quantum of Solace, Skyfall, Spectre, and then the new one came to theaters, No Time to Die. No Time to Die was so long that it might as well have been two movies. True. There may as well be six of these fuckers. True. Before we get into that... How you doing? I'm doing good, Kyle. I noticed the slight insertion of, uh, instead of a weekly podcast, we're now the weekly podcast that functions as a grab bag. Is that, what I, is that what and, I said? And frankly, I am here for it. I'm glad we've made this, uh, this next step in our, in our content evolution. We are the only podcast. We're the only film podcast On the now. whole internet. You're actually cra- a crazy person. You're a stupid, crazy person who makes things up for attention if you say you listen to other film podcasts. This is the only one. The other ones don't exist. Oh. Yeah, I mean that. Okay. <laughs> Sincerely. Okay. Uh, Jesus. <laughs> what are we in? Like, like one, a minute and a half in and I'm already violently insulting the audience? Yes. How are you doing, Kyle? Doing all right. That's good. That's good. Uh, you watch anything this week? I don't know if I watched anything besides, uh, just these Bond movies. Oh, uh, I rewatched something in prep for next week. Uh, I rewatched 2018 Halloween. I also rewatched 2018 Halloween. It's good. It's good. I'll we'll, talk we'll, about we'll, it more. We'll get more in depth, uh, next week. And uh, then, oh, I, I think I mentioned it before. I finished Midnight Mass. How was that? Uh, Excellent. It's the best thing Mike Flanagan's ever made, and I'm a really? fan of him. Really? Uh, 9 out of 10. I've never seen a single Mike Flanagan joint. i got to show you a couple. Yeah. 9 out of 10. It's, it's like, great. It's great shit. Hell yeah. And I'm halfway through it again. Hell so yeah. I love it. Nice. Uh, what did I watch? Uh, Ted Lasso season two came to an end. Nice. Uh, pretty strong season. I think it's, I think it's kind of, it's messier than the first one, but it's kind of, it's getting into the groove of... This is now a show that's gonna go for like thirty seasons or whatever, like a sitcom or, yeah. or whatever. So the the plotting is kind of there's a lot of like character regression and progression, and I can understand how that might be like frustrating to some, but I don't know. I I, I think the characters are all really endearing. It's consistently pretty funny, and it has enough like like smart like twists to keep the story interesting. Like characters okay. go in really weird, unexpected places, but it's like in the best possible way. Okay, like awesome. it's, it's a, it remains a very interesting show. I give season two like uh, I guess seven and a half to like a light eight. It's good. It's really good. Okay. Um, I watched the thing. Nice. John Carpenter, nineteen eighty two. It's perfect. I don't really have anything else to say about it. Yeah. Um, the be- the I think it might have the best practical effects of all time. It is. It's in my probably in my top five. Top ten, definitely horror movies. Um, yeah, easy. It's it's so goddamn good. Uh, I, speaking of horror movies, I watched the uh, 2009 remake of Friday the 13th for the first time. Yeah. Um, it's fine. It's fun. It's it's a it's a goofy little movie. It's uh, 
it's it's very dumb as a Friday the Thirteenth movie should be. It's very silly. Uh, the the dialogue is simply awful. Like, did, did you watch the um? Did you watch the director's cut? Or I did, did not. Watch I watched the... whichever ones on HBO Max. Okay. The director's cut, that sex scene with Trent goes on for like 10 minutes. Really? It, it, maybe not that long, but it's fucking ridiculously gratuitous. It's like watching porn. That's fucking hilarious. It's, all, it's already like that in the regular fucking, the theatrical cut. Uh, the, it, it's, yeah, the dialogue's hilarious. The kills are actually fucking brutal. When he fucking uh, domes that dude with a bow and arrow. The dude is on the boat. And then, uh, he, spoilers for the Friday the 13th remake, I guess. And then the, the lady under the dock. Where he just like sticks the machete through, like lifts her up, and then like like pulls the machete out by like pressing her head against the dock, so he just like slides it right out. Every kill in the prologue, which is the one where he gets his leg in the bear trap, Ooh. and then he slams the or he no he dangles her over a fire. Yeah, he, he, he puts that, her in a sleeping bag, and then fuck yeah, he fucking roasts her, and then the guy in the bear trap, he just kind of cleaves him in the in the forehead. So good. Good kills. Uh, the guy who plays Jason, I think it's Derek Mears. I don't know what it is, but he's very good in this. He's like, scary. He has a lot of good eye acting. Like mm. when, when you see Jason's like whenever you get like a glimpse of his face. Uh very good. Very, very Trent, good. Trent gets stuck on the back of the damn uh, like pickup. Yeah, fuck every line out of his mouth is fucking Hilarious. gold too. Yeah, uh it's it's fine. Thank yeah, thank you. Not, thank you, Michael Bay. This this movie was it was a treat. It was a delight. Uh, don't watch the uh, the Nightmare on Elm Street remake. Is bad. Also, also produced awful. I've never seen it. Terrible. It's just it's one of those that likes to recreate scenes from the original, oh. but do them way worse. See, at least like Friday the Thirteenth is, is kind of yeah, like it's it, different. It, it's, it's different. It, it goes for something new. Like, and that has the benefit of remaking a movie that's not very good. Also, it's there's a lot of like practical stuff like I, I didn't notice like oh yeah any cgi really like no. it's it's mostly all practical really fun really fun kills yeah yeah it's, absolutely it's a fun little little movie for sure uh, uh fucking six out of ten if i'm yeah. scoring it sure somewhere around there it's fun but let's uh let's get into the the main event for today let's grab your grab your vodka martinis shake them don't stir them and, and let's let's Bed, let's let's bed some beautiful women dubiously. So we are talking about we are talking about every Daniel Craig James Bond movie, all of them, and we are starting with 2005's Casino Royale. Actually, Casino Royale came out in 2006. God damn it! Fuck! Uh, if only we had like the uh, piece of technology on us at any given time that gives us all the information we we'd ever need about anything. Jordan, what are you talking about? What? This is 1980. What? <laughs> Do you want to give a plot rundown of, of Casino, Casino Royale? Royale? Hell yeah! Okay, so James Bond is is fresh out of oh, I assume like uh, the 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 super spy the English super spy academy. He's young and nubile. Uh, he has earned his double O status and is sent to investigate a plot involving a terrorist bombing that is being funded by a man named Lashif. He is like the, the world's terrorists. He's like their personal banker. He handles all the money. Dude is, um... Very good at what he does, but uh, some some things go wrong with the plot. Uh, slight spoilers, and so Lashif uh, is is in mountains of debt with these fucking terrorists, and so he organizes this card game in in uh, where is it Monte Carlo, something like that, at the Casino Royale, 
uh, and James Bond has entered to play, and so he has to play Le Chief in this game in order to uh, get, you know, obviously so Le Chief doesn't get millions of dollars to fund terrorism. Uh, and that's pretty much the the, the setup from there. It, it kind of it kind of goes off. Kyle, what are what are your thoughts on Casino Royale? Ooh, it's good. It's um, I think this is a perfect movie, and I don't mean it's flawless, but I think it is perfect. I think it is what it did for this character cannot cannot be understated. Like it it took such a serious or such a. Uh, such a silly caricature, a borderline parody, a shell of, of, of a character, and it reconstructed him in a way that made him so cool, so like 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 serious and and very like but there's like a soul to it. Like very there's human. actual there's characterization, like like he's actually like there's like layers to it. They they really do a good job at like dissecting you know, what makes Bond Bond, but at the same time, the movie never becomes, like, a tedious exercise or anything. Like, it's still very entertaining, very well-paced, front to back. There's so many memorable action scenes. Um, well, I mean, we'll talk about them more in spoilers, I guess, but, uh, but yeah, that's really my piece on Casino Royale. Fantastic performances across the board. Uh, Craig is the... I, I, I should probably say this at the end. I'm just going to say this now. He's the best James Bond ever. Yeah, he is. Um, he's incredible. Uh, yeah, I fucking love this movie. This movie means so much to me. I fucking it's, love it. It's really fucking good. It's so goddamn good. Do we do we maybe want to give a rating before before we get into our, our discussion? Yeah, I'm just going to say spoilers for all of these movies. Yeah, pro- right off the bat. Like, the most well, the, we... Okay, we'll do the spoiler-free section of the new one. Yeah, yeah that's fair. But for these old ones, yeah, we're 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 we'll, we're, we'll, we're, we'll we're gonna get we're gonna get into the meat and potatoes. So yeah, spoilers for all these movies. Okay, spoilers. Do we wanna do we wanna drop ratings for Casino Royale real quick? Sure. Nine out of ten. Uh, I think this is a ten. Yeah, I think this is this movie's awesome. Fucking okay. So movie opens. The movie. The first thirty minutes of this movie are just banger after banger. Yeah, it so, is. so it opens with this cold open. It's black and white. Bond is is going after this like head of state that's like sold secrets or whatever, uh, and it is intercut him talking to this guy with him brutally murdering like uh, this other dude that was involved in a fucking dirty bathroom, and he's just there's kicking the shit out of each other, and then he drowns him in the sink, and then back at the uh, the office he shoots him, and those are the the two kills you need to get to earn your double O status, and then from there it goes into the amazing title sequence. Uh, from Chris Cornell, uh, rest in peace. Fucking great song. So good, so good. Sets the tone so well. And then, and then immediately after that, you get the fucking Madagascar chase, the parkour run through the, uh, like, it's, it's like 10 solid minutes. It's I great. believe that guy in the scene <coughs> was actually one of, like, one of the populators of he's like, parkour. He's like a parkour pioneer. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, that scene ends explosively. Uh, no that, pun intended. Uh, that's that scene has one of my favorite gags in the whole series, where um, the the guy running from Bond tries to shoot him with the gun, and it's out of ammo, so he throws the gun at Bond. Bond just catches it and throws it right back at him, yep. and fucking domes him in the head. That it has one of my favorite gags, which is when the guy parkours through the top of the wall, <laughs> and, and then Bond's, Bond just busts through it, like the Kool Aid Man. Um, yeah, it's it, it's such a great. 
such uh, so tightly edited the action scenes. All of them, they sound great. Um, we'll, we'll, we'll... Such clear stunt work. Yes, it is. It's shot very well. Martin Campbell clearly knows how to set up these these big action scenes, but still make them feel like very grounded and kinetic. Oh, the airport one's so good. Man. The airport one is good. I, I was I was gonna uh, get to that in a sec. Oh, so yeah, yeah. so what I what I didn't mention in a. Uh, in the non-spoiler section, is basically they're going to blow up this big plane. And that's because uh, the people have, like, stock in, like, a certain airline or something like that. They need it to go down, so they're going to blow up this big experimental plane. Bond prevents that. So now Le Chief has uh, is, is in mountains of debt with this... Uh, with this fucking uh, terrorist organization. And now we get to the real meat and potatoes of yeah. the movie. So Lashif sets up a poker game so he can, he can, uh, he can uh, win, win back, back the money. money. Uh, so the buy-in's 10 milli each. And so Bond being the best poker player in MI6, they send him to go. This is like his first like, like real big assignment as a double O. He is uh, put in contact with Vesper Lind, who is an accountant. Accountant for the treasury. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Um... Um, played by Eva Green. Uh, wonderful chemistry between the two wonderful of them. Wonderful chemistry. There's, I think, one of the best things about the through lines through... Like, what this movie does so well is you believe the fact that they are in love with one another. Yeah. And that is so crucial for all of the other movies in this series. Like, if their relationship didn't work, most of these other movies fall apart. But the fact that I believe that Bond is so desperately and madly in love with this woman, I'm like, yes, this is... Everything else he does makes sense. I agree. And I it's, agree. it's it's also a, yeah, obviously we're spoiling it when she uh, dies later. That again, like that's really impactful and really does a good job at establishing his like coldness towards women. Like this betrayal feels very real to him, even if he's maybe overreacting a little bit. But you know what I like like the whole like the bitch is dead and everything. Like, but you know he's he's building walls and stuff. Yeah, that, I didn't. I didn't have a problem with that. I no, just no, 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 no. I'm, yeah. I'm saying, I'm saying, as a person, like chill oh, out. Yeah. But you know, as a character, it's it's an interesting. Yeah, she's the best Bond girl. I I sure. think I. And agree, she comes, yes. and she doesn't even come into this movie until an hour. Not like halfway. Yeah, no, she's. Yeah, no, she's awesome. Maybe Green's great. Um, um, the poker scene's really intense. Oh, like so good, the, especially towards towards the end where the sheaf loses because he barely because Martin Campbell the way he directs it he barely focuses on the poker instead he focuses on the people trying to psych themselves yes like him trying to pick up on the sheaf's it's ticks. more of like a like a mental game and everything exactly it's, it's more like chess than poker yes and you can you can always see the wheels turning I think that's a credit to Craig and uh, I haven't even mentioned him yet Mads Mikkelsen as the sheaf so good is so good damn good maybe definitely my favorite bond villain of the craig era well because his he doesn't have the normal super villain plan of like trying to nuke the earth or whatever no, no, no. He, he literally is just in debt he needs that money just as much as bond needs it and yeah. so that like tension is is just heightened so much more by the fact that he's just as desperate the as season bond. the scene where uh Lashif poisons uh bond he's is... doing he tries to do so much shit to get bond killed uh, Bond has to fight those two African gentlemen in a, in a dirty stairwell. Oh, so good. Throws one of them off and then just, uh, chokes the other one to, yeah. to death. And that, like, freaks Vesper out. And that, there's that moment where they, where she's, like, in the shower and Daniel Craig tries to comfort her, or James Bond does, and he sucks on her fingers. That's, that's <laughs> one of the things I don't like about this movie. It's just so weird. I, and I get it. I get it. Like, I understand it. I, it's fucking weird. Every time I watch it with someone, they laugh, because it's like, what the fuck? <laughs> it's, it's kind of funny, but, like, I, like, I get it, so. Um, uh, James Bond certainly does get his balls whipped with a, with a rope, knot, rope knot, doesn't he? 
I think one of my favorite movie lines of all time is now the whole world is going to know you died scratching my balls. And his delivery of that's that such is a, so... That's such a Chad move. That's a power move right there. Yeah, well, that's one of the hardest scenes to watch just oh, God. in movies ever. Like, yeah. Oh, my God. Most but... of the dialogue's really tight, really good. Yes. The, I, this is probably the best written of the of the Craig movies. Again, one of my only other like nitpicks is just sometimes it's ridiculous where it's like a serious scene and then James Bond comes back with like a I want to fuck you one-liner and I'm like, come on, grow up. It's like fucking chill. <laughs> well, yeah, he's, he's supposed to be like... What is he like? Twenty five in this movie. He's a he's fresh out of college. He's a fucking frat boy. <laughs> and then in two years, in Quantum of Solace, he, he aged thirty. He looks eighty. <laughs> he looks like he's in the AARP. <laughs> sorry, sorry, Dan. We know you listen to the show. Um, Don't mean to be mean. And the, yeah, yeah. And then it it ends up Vesper betrays Bond after. So Bond wins the money. She cut a deal. Well, so Bond wins the, yeah, Bond wins the money. Um, Lashif captures him and tortures him. And then the person that he owes the money to shoots Lashif in the head. Yes. He dead. He's dead as fuck. Like, like a, a real, real effective, and you, I guess not a twist, but kind yeah. of a, and then it's like getting a, it's getting happy. James Bond recovers over the next couple months. They have the money. They're gonna run away together. Dude he, resigns. He resigns after his first mission. And then uh, turns out Vesper, her uh, boyfriend was captured, and they were blackmailing her. So she so that, that's that's her whole reason for even getting involved in this. In this so entire she thing. is gonna give the money over to these these bad guys. Basically, she's like stealing the money from from the account and transferring it over there. Bond finds out. He goes after her. There's a big, sh- there's a really cool shootout in this, like, it's in Venice, so it's in, like, this sinking building. Um, and so Vesper gets trapped. She uh, allows herself to drown, I guess, as a, uh, she feels bad, obviously, about what, what she did, betraying him and everything. And so her death and her betrayal is kind of what sets Bond on the path to becoming the Bond that we know, mm-hmm. you know, and everything. Right. And then, uh, and then a great ending uh, Mr. White, who, yes. who will become a more important character later, is he's the he is the assassin who shows up and kills the sheep, right? Yes. You don't get like a real good look at him. That's him. So I, ju- I just wanted to make sure. Yes. Um, but yes, he is he is the assassin. This, this, they send this eighty year old man to, <laughs> on assassination missions, um, and then give him cancer through a cell phone. But uh, <laughs> fucking we'll so, get there later. So uh, Bond shows up, just, just shoots the dude, and then he, he he's like, we need to talk. Then he gives us the Bond, James Bond, and then it ends. Man, I, I really... Fuck. I really don't know what else there is to say about this one. This one rocks. It's good. It's, it's really good. This one is... is it's, the, it's the best James Bond movie. Not just the best Craig movie, but it is it is the best Bond movie uh, entirely. A couple other names to drop, because they'll be important later, is Felix. Yes, the homie. He is uh, he is the ride or die. The the buddy. The that. So he he's at the, the poker game with Bond, and then you find out he's working for the CIA. And he's kind of there. Like, like and he helps Bond uh, several times throughout the series. Bond, uh, specifically in this movie, Bond, Bond loses at one point, and Felix is like, I'm bleeding cards, I'll give you the money, like I'll stake you, and that's how Bond is able to get back in and win. And then, and then we have uh, Mathis, who yes. is like the, um, he's like his contact in um, Montenegro. Yes. Um, oh, Montenegro. I thought it was Monte Carlo. Whoops. Uh, it, I think it's Montenegro. Montenegro. You're right. Yeah. Um, well, yeah. So that that's his contact, and at first when he's 
he's betrayed, um, you think it's him, but it's actually, it turns out to be Vesper. Because the sheaf kind of, kind of leads Gnosis, him on. Gnosis, Gnosis, like. Yeah. Um, yeah, this yeah, is Yeah, this movie's awesome. Fucking 10 out of 10. It's 9 great. out of 10. 9 out of 10. It's a great movie. Let's talk about a worse movie now. This movie stinky. So, the next movie in the series is Quantum of Solace, 2008, directed by Mark Forster, I believe. It is Mark Forster. Um... Um, I guess I'll give a plot. Yeah, you want to talk about we'll go back and Quantum forth of Solace. on these. I get to talk about the plots of the good ones. Okay, so Quantum of Solace, a title I still don't know what it means. Um, uh, so it's picking up directly after the events of Casino Royale. Yes, they've they've captured Mister White, and he they essentially find out about an organization named Quantum. Um, this was before they had the rights back to Spectre. Who the members kind of led to the death of Vesper in the last movie. The, well, they are the organization that she is trying to, yes. to pay. Like, yes. they are the ones that kind of oversaw the So, whole... Bond, very angry in this movie, kind of goes on a revenge mission. He's, he's trying against to... Against Quantum. Take Quantum out. And, uh, along the way he, he runs into a, a girl named Camille... Uh, who has her own kind of path of, of revenge. The the antagonists are, are Dominic Green, who's kinda like a like a Elon Musk type. He's kinda like a like a faux environmental crusader, like a capitalist you know, um like he, he's he's very like uh he's very like charming and affable on the surface, but And he's, then General Madrano. Who who is kinda has ties to uh Camille and everything. Uh so this movie was made in two thousand eight and it it's clearly made during the Bourne era of it's, movies. It's very it's a very two thousand and eight movie. It doesn't feel like a Bond movie. Not at all. It it is the Craig movie that feels the least like a Bond movie. I'd say this movie's kind of bad. Uh, I don't hate it. I like some of what's going on here, but for the most part, yes, it is kind of bad. Um, I, I, let's let's. Oh, I'm sorry. What were you gonna say? I'll get the stuff I like out of the way first. I was gonna say we should address the elephant in the room, the fucking editing. I'll, I'll, I'll get there in one sec because yeah. there's like only a couple positives yeah. I have. Conceptually, thematically, I enjoy it. Yes, like what it what it, conceptually what it does for the character is good. I think I and and I think Craig is still very good in this. Like yeah, like, I think when he's I, given stuff to do, yeah. yeah. But like yeah, te- like thematically, James Bond on a fucking warpath mm-hmm. is awesome. Yeah, um, it's just I wish it was in a better movie. Also, if we're talking about, there was literally one action scene I liked. Yeah, and it was the shortest one, and it was the brawl in the hotel room. Oh yeah, it was it was it was not bad. No, it's sorry. Right. Even though, isn't that. Isn't that exact? That's exactly an action scene from one of the Bourne movies. Yes, like that, like that same fight. It's Correct, one to one. Correct, hilarious. Um, maybe that's why it's better. I don't remember. I don't remember distinctly the Bourne movies. Like as far as I, I remember, they're all just one big like seven hour movie. Yeah, like, kind they, of. They kind of bleed together a little bit. Kind of. But anyway, um, the uh, I guess the yeah, let's address the editing. Yeah, it's atrocious. Uh, it was edited by uh, a team of monkeys, as you said, I believe. Was, I did was that say your exact that. Quote? I said a team of monkeys. Um, it's... It, it's especially jarring 
going from Casino to this. Casino is so tightly edited and, and mm. so polished and perfect and crisp. This is just so chaotic and, and frantic. It, it seems like fragments are missing. Like, like, like people like go from place to place without much explanation. Like the action is almost incomprehensible. Like, that, that opening car chase is fucking like. Gross. Oh my god! Like there are some scenes in movies that you shaky cam and quick cut. Sure. Where it's still, you can still kind of tell no what's going on. No one is saying that that idea is bad on its own. Yeah. Shaky cam is not inherently a bad thing. But well, use it, like, smartly, you but know? what I'm saying is if you're using this type of quick cutting, cuts still have to lead into each other. There still has to be a flow to the scene. And this one, they just throw in cuts that last... A fraction of a second. It's like taking two. Or, ta- or taking three. Is that Both. the one where he's hopping the, over the fence? The, that, that's the one where he's hopping over the fence, but taking two also has awful editing. Yeah. Um, but, like, it, it's so ridiculously fast, and there's no cohesiveness to it. Nah. It's just... Um, yeah, it, it looks like they, they, they filmed it and then threw it all in a blunder. Um, I knew from that first Cars chase, I was like, this is what I'm It looks for. like piss. The color grading's awful. It, it's like yeah. f- it's like faux Michael Bay, like, saturation. Yeah. Like, it's very, like, orange and shit. Um, I don't hate Olga Kirlianko as, as Camille. I think... She's fine. I don't know. I, I like her. I think... I, think I just... I, again, I think she's not given much to do. No, but I, I think she makes an interesting foil to Bond as kind of... Like, they're kind of... I feel like they're kind of kindred in a way, like they're both going on this war path and everything. Again, cons- I like their relationship conceptually more than really in practice, but I think they both do the best with what they're given. Gemma um, Arterton's in it. Oh, we t- you know what? We totally forgot to mention her in uh, Casino Royale. I'll bring her up now. Judy Dench. Uh, oh! She's, she, she really isn't in Casino Royale yeah, she's a, not. a whole lot. So um, she gets a... a not really a whole lot more play in this one. It's really Skyfall where she gets her moment But she plays M, the leader of MI6. Kind of his, uh, his, his, his mother handler. Figure. Yeah. Um, but she's uh, she's good in this. She does her best. She's better in Casino, but... This one introduces um, Rory Kinnear. What's the character's name? Oh, Tanner. Tanner. Yeah. Uh, he's not like a super important character, but he's in all he's of them. Like, he's forward. just like a fun like side character. He also fucked a pig in Black Mirror. Yes, he did. He did fuck that peer. Uh, that peer. That, that, that peer. Fucking hell. Um, um, but worst Bond, worst villain of the Craig era, Dominic Green. Nothing against that actor. He's been good in things. He's great in Sound of Metal. Oh yeah, like um, he's a good actor. Nothing against that actor. Uh, the they other, literally give him nothing. To he's do. just if. <sighs> And in an interview, Mark Forster said, I just didn't want to do another, like, villain with, like, a deformity. And, See, like, I was a... just about to say, just give him, like, a robot hand or something. You don't even have to change the character. Just give him something, like, distinct visually. It doesn't feel like... It feels like... He just feels like a guy. At no moment did I ever feel threatened by He's him. He's a villain from any generic... Should we talk about his fucking thriller. plan or whatever? So he wants... So He's he bo- makes a plan with the general to get a a piece of land. He's basically he's he's instigated this this general taking over Bolivia, I believe. Yeah. And in exchange, the general will give him this land. As far as the general knows, this land is worthless. Everyone assumes he's going there for oil, like just kind of makes that assumption. But it turns out that it's like it's like a hydro plant, isn't it? Like there's there's water and stuff. There, for there's it. like a big natural spring, and he's damming it. Yes. To, um, to control the water. 
in a foreign country. In a foreign country for some reason. I, <laughs> I guess we can charge people. I, uh, extort them for the water? Does, I guess. Does he want to do this in other deserts? I, I don't know. His motivations are, are, are very unclear. Uh, by far the worst villain of, of the body. Mateo, the, the general, is a better villain than, uh, yeah. than Dominic. At least he's like entertaining like he's he has like a personality yeah um yeah i don't want to talk about this one anymore this sucks fucking uh, five out of ten the climax blows up a building oh yeah they blow up a hotel in the desert uh i i like the scene uh the scene at the end where he drives him out to the desert and he uh he throws the motor oil on the ground i'm like okay that's that's cute that's very that's very bond um I kind of liked it, but at the same time, then the movie ends with him sparing a guy's life, and it's like a big moment. I'm like, that dude died. Cause well, okay, listen, Dominic, Dominic Green, he kind of had it coming. Also, we didn't kill him directly. True, I guess. He, he, you know, um, but yeah. That, He's that, a bad person, but so was the guy at the end. But as bad? I don't know. I we, I don't know. Enough. We don't yeah, know enough true. about him. That's true. Um... Yeah, at the end he like confronts the uh, the boyfriend of Vesper. Yeah, the the one who was who, involved with Quantum. Yeah, he was actually involved with Quantum, and yeah. he spares his life, and it's Let's a big go. moment. It's a it's a big which I think is what keeps this movie from being like terrible for me. That I'm like it it wraps up in a way that is relevant and and progressive. It is. So I'm like whatever on it you know what i mean like it's the movie does suck like it's bad but i i don't know it it does enough for the character that i can justify it existing i guess we didn't mention it this was made during the writer's strike yes um Uh, didn't they start shooting before they had a finished script yeah and the director the director and daniel craig did rewrites on it Shit. Um, and Daniel Craig said in an interview, he's like, yeah, now I was, like, forced to, like, work on the script, and a writer I am not. <laughs> yeah, fucking, how, how are you just gonna get your actor and be like, hey, yeah, help us write the script? Because they couldn't legally ask any actual writers. Oh, that, make, that makes sense, yeah. Um, um, yeah, uh, Mathis dies. Yeah? Gets, throws his body in a dumpster. He, he uh, the... I guess we didn't even talk about Camille wanted to kill the general. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he yeah. killed her family. Wow. Well, well, it's it's such a forgettable subplot that we uh, forgot to mention it here. Uh, and then she gets her revenge. Yay! Four out of ten. Yes, yeah, not great. Four out of ten. But did, after did, this, did you rate it? Yeah, if I gave it a five. Five. Yeah. yeah. That's fine. No, it's not. Uh, <laughs> but but after. But after. Skyfall, 2012, Sam Mendes, Roger Deakins, Craig Adele. is Cra- Adele! Craig is back, baby. Uh, give us a plot rundown. So after the, 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 the stinky dumpster fire that was Quantum of Solace, Bond was kind of at a, at a crossroads a little bit, you know, what to do with the franchise, and so Sam Mendes comes in, uh, basically gives us this, this huge course correction where... It's it's essentially tonally it's essentially a classic Bond movie, but like updated with modern sensibilities. Mm-hmm. Um, so the plot of Skyfall is that James Bond it starts he is on a mission pursuing a, a dangerous counter spy who has a list of names of spies embedded in deep cover. Uh, he tries to get him. The mission goes wrong. Uh, Money Penny 
uh, is introduced in this movie as a field agent out there with Bond, and she has them like both in the scope, and she takes the shot. She hits Bond. Bond goes flying off a train, and so he kind of takes the opportunity of his death to go into retirement. But um, M is then, uh, shall we say, messaged by a certain figure from her past. And so Bond is, uh, just when they thought he was out, they pull him back in. And he has to uh, solve this mystery of who is... Uh, Basic, basically, uh, you know, they have like the spy list and everything. Basically, they are they are, they seem to be designing all this stuff, going after M. It's someone from M's past, and so he has to discover what the hell's going on with that. Yeah, and yeah. that's 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 Skyfall. Pretty this much. is a this is a very good movie. This is a very 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 good movie. Um, it's not as good as Casino Royale. But it is leagues better than Quantum of Solace. Leagues better, yeah. Sam Mendes and Roger Deakins um, <sighs> slide in and deliver this very slick, polished, gorgeous movie. It is the best looking Craig movie, I think. I think yeah. I think No Time to Die is like a solid like contender. Like it looks, it looks beautiful. It but, does. But Skyfall has some. Has, I mean, you can't beat Deacons, man. Deacons, it's dude. Deacons, dude. Uh, the, Daddy Deacons. That that scene in Shanghai. Oh, uh, that, that like shadow um, fight. The first time, like I, I never really like noticed it when I watched it when I was younger. But the ending with the with the house on fire. Oh, and it's just gorgeous. the blacks and the shadows and everything. It's so striking. Just, um, the scene where he's like on a boat and there's like Chinese dragons. Yeah. Super yeah. fucking. Cool. Someone gets killed by a Komodo dragon in this movie. It's true, and then he uses one as a springboard. <laughs> they're very, they're very uh, buoyant, like like pudgy creatures. You can kind of just step on them and do a Mario jump. Um. So he finds out the one from M's past is uh, Silva. Silvia. Even though that's not his real name. What is it, Silva? It, no, it, it it he he goes by Silva, but at, there's a point where M tells him like his name's like. Oh yeah, his name his name's like uh, like he just gives him like this noble this normal last name, and I, it's like never brought up again. Like I thought I did not know that was a weird scene, but yeah, so it's Javier Bardem. Uh, Excellent. I know I said Lashif is the best Craig villain, mm-hmm. but I think I think Lashif's still the best Craig villain. I do like Silva. Oh, Silva is like like so close like just uh, like just underneath Lashif I think he's so good the problem is that by the end he kind of veers into uh, cackling maniacal yeah. like like Bond villainous where like Lashif never quite he's not even in it till over halfway he, re- he really isn't in it like a whole bunch uh, they you know they, they find out it's him Bond his scenes are very memorable though Bond gets captured and then goes to like his, his island where he uh he talks about he uh, he like convinced the people there there was a ga- there was like a gas leak or something and so he just he's like I wanted the island so I took it like he's a very he's he's a, he's a villain for the new Bond generation like he's very like tech savvy yeah. international like cyber terrorist um, he so his plan okay his plan is good up until the end yeah so let me walk you through this yeah so. He gets the spy list, right? He starts like he starts taunting him. He blows up MI6, which he knows will bring back will bring Bond back into the fold. He knows that he then knows that Bond will track him down to Hong Kong 
get into contact with that lady who's involved with Silva. Then Silva will kidnap Bond, take him to his island, and then Bond will radio in MI6. So then Silva will be intentionally captured. And then he knows that they'll try to plug his computer into the MI6 system, which will hack the MI6 computers, and then release Silva. So that way he can escape, dress up as a cop, and then go shoot M in a public hearing in broad daylight? And then that doesn't work, so his whole plan failed anyway. It, it's such a convoluted plan. It's so good, though. It's so good. It's such a... Like, it, it, it requires so much foresight to know that it, the timing would exactly line up with the court hearing. Yes, that... <laughs> That's, like, such, like... He a, would have to know everyone's, like, schedules and everything. Yeah, he would have to know, like, all right, Bond is going to radio MI6 at exactly, exactly this, this time. time. I guess that, on the one hand, that is, like, a writing convenience, but on the other hand, it does show just how, like intelligent and cunning of a villain he is that like and then his plan fails so he just decides to shoot up the shoot up yeah, M he's like ah oh, fuck it whatever um well, it, well he tries to shoot her the moment comes and he's got her dead to rights and he can't fucking do it like he freaks the fuck out yeah and then he and then he runs away cause he has like and a, almost gets shot at the hearing but uh Ralph uh Ralph Fine takes the bullet for him so when they capture Silva uh, it's revealed that he was kind of the James Bond of the 80s. Yeah. He was kind of, he used to be like this, this agent, M's favorite, as he said. And when he was captured, M basically disavowed him, disowned him, like, which is, that's the job. That's what you sign up for. Like, yeah. fucking, um, so he takes a cyanide capsule, you know, so he won't give up any information, but it doesn't kill him. It just rots away his fucking insides. Yeah. And so there's that bit where he takes his teeth out and his face is all gooey and melty. Great effect. Great effect. Looks awesome. Um, um I kind of wish he had stayed like that for the rest of the movie. Mm -hmm. Like, like if, like, he hadn't put the teeth back in, because that would have been, like... Right. Like, a Bond, like, like oh, villain. Yeah, you know, it would have been a more, more villainous, you know? Um, um... But, yeah, besides the stupid plan. So it goes wrong... He's not able to kill M, and so Bond takes M to the climax of the movie, where, uh, hiding out, he takes her to his childhood home, Skyfall Manor, which is like a, a big ranch out in like the English countryside or wherever. Uh, there he meets uh, Kincaid, who was like his, his gameskeeper or whatever. When yeah. he was, like his Alfred, essentially, from when he was a kid. Albert Finney, yeah. Um, you know that was supposed to be Sean Connery originally. Really? Yeah. That would have. I don't think that would have made a lot of sense, though. No. Because it would have been weird, like, hey, he's James Bond, but... Yeah. I think this is a rumor, but I think at one point they were talking about that location would be like a retirement home for like the former double O's. Oh, So it would have been all of them, like Sean Connery, Pierce Brosnan. Interesting. Yeah. I think that... That would have been uh, kind of dumb. I'm glad that they didn't do that. That would have been kind of it's, dumb. It's, it's a neat idea, but I'm glad they didn't do it. Just too much fan service at yeah. that point. But yeah, so they, they they go to this manor. They home alone it up. They, yeah. They, they set traps and everything, and so it's and kind there's of... there's a big battle. Kind of, kind of an all-out assault a little bit. There's a helicopter. Oh, fuck yeah. The helicopter crashes. It's pretty sweet. Um, um, now, let me mention some of the... Uh, or, okay, I guess let's finish up the plot first. M dies. M does die. So does Silva. Uh, Bond hurls <laughs> a knife into his back. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, M is killed. Uh, it's very nice the last moment. And so, so yeah, she she you know has a, has a very tender goodbye with Bond, which which kind of brings her tenure to a really nice close. She's been M since the Brosnan era. They she was like the one they carried over. Yeah. 
into Craig, so and, she's been doing it for a minute. And one of the new characters they set up in this film is Ralph Fine, who plays Gareth Mallory. Who is the new M he, now. At the end of the movie, he becomes the new M. He's a cool character. The, this movie ends basically where, like, Dr. No would start. Like, it, it ends at, like, the status quo of James Bond. Yeah. Where, like, Money Penny is now doing the desk job because she gave up the field work. That line was a bit too cute for me. Uh, which one? Uh, when she says her full name. Oh, yeah. I was like, all right. All right, I all right. I think it would have been better if she'd, like, sat down at the desk and there was, like, a oh, yeah, like name, a name tag, tag or, something. or something. Yeah, probably. Um, and uh, another new character they introduce, who I love, is Ben Wishaw as Q. Paddington himself, baby. He is such a perfect casting for Q. Even in, like, even in, like, Spectre, which is, is not that good of a movie, like, he is, his presence is just so, like, delightful. His first interaction with Bond at the museum is great, where he gives him the, uh, yeah. the gun and the, and the radio. That reminds me, one of my favorite lines in the movie is, is when MI6 comes in to capture Silva, and Bond is just like, ladies from MI6, it's called a radio. I'm just yeah. like, ah, you got his ass, fucking. Um, yeah, Skyfall, though. What uh, is there to say? I feel like everyone loves this one. I'll get a couple of the problems I have sure, out of the way. Sure, sure. It's a little goofier than the other two. Yes. Which normally wouldn't be a problem, but they're still taking it very seriously, so there's some moments of a bit of a tonal imbalance. Sure, sure. I also, there's a, some a weird effects, which I didn't notice in the first two, but there are a bit, a couple weird I, I effects. I think in 2012, it probably played a little better, but now in, in 2021, watching it on like um, your 4K. In the, yeah, watching it on the TV, in the first, in the, the first action sequence, when they're on a motorbike, they CG, because I'm sure it was a stuntman, they CG Craig's face over him. Yeah, And it weird. doesn't look right. Um, I think it's not as guilty of this as Spectre is. But it kind of has this like marvely like winking at the audience like ah oh, yeah, look, look how silly this these James Bond movies are aren't aren't these movies silly Spectre has that Spectre is, is way more guilty of that but uh, but those are minor issues I like the movie a lot no yeah it's it's I think it's, awesome. it's solid as hell um, um eight out of ten this movie rocks I'm giving this one an eight out of ten it's yeah. closer to a seven than a nine. nine. But then, we have the follow-up to this one, Spectre. Kyle, do you want to give us a, a plot rundown for Spectre? Yeah, I'll give a plot rundown for Spectre. So try and, try as and soon as I remember the plot of Spectre. Recollect it to, your, to the best of your ability. So, another, it's another film about a secret organization. Yes, it turns out that there was a secret organization on top of a secret organization. And that's not a joke. So, they find out, there's like a bunch of different secret organizations, and they find out all of them fall under the moniker of Spectre. Like, that's kind of the, the, the head of the pyramid. It's like where all of these, like, all representatives of all these different groups meet. Yes. And and the head of Spectre is is a character... What's the... I don't want to spoil the... the, the oh, I think... Name. I think What's his original name? I think name? it's Franz Oberhauser. Franz Oberhauser. And it's uh, Christoph Waltz. Yes. And, and James Bond seems... To, to know this man, he seems like mm -hmm. they have a, they have a history. Past. They have a past. Basically, he is led down this path by he he receives a message from M. Yes, before, recorded before her death. Yes, yes, I forgot about that. Um, and it well, she sends she sends him after that dude in Mexico. Yeah, right. Yeah, right. Because that essentially leads him into discovering this whole conspiracy with Spectre right. and everything. Uh, he goes and encounters Mister White again. Who is uh, uh, a member of Spectre? He's he's one of their assassins. They gave him cancer through a cell phone, 
and now he's living in a shack, mm-hmm. uh, looking worse for wear. Yeah. <laughs> Not looking great. And he tells him that, uh, he tells Bond that he has a daughter, and uh, kind of spills the beans about everything, you know, kind of kind of says his piece, and then Bond is like, I will protect her from Spectre and everything. So, so you have uh, James Bond protecting the daughter, played by Lea Seydoux, yes. uh, Dr. Madeline Swan, and then you have the villain, Christoph Waltz, Franz. And I don't very much like this movie. <sighs> Yeah, I I think yeah, this one's not great. So the, the I think the biggest problem with this one is I feel like Sam Mendes came in, yeah, made Skyfall. His heart was in that. Like that was the movie he wanted to make. And then I he got roped in yeah. to doing this yeah, one. That's exactly what and it feels like. And it feels like. like it just feels like his heart isn't in it. It's not. Like, it doesn't feel like anyone's heart. Like, no one feels game for this one. Um, like, Daniel Craig kind of sleepwalks his way through it. Like, he's, you know, he's, he's good, I guess. Uh, he's great in Skyfall. I don't think we mentioned that, but he's, yeah, yes. he's, he's awesome in that movie. Um, but, yeah, he kind of sleepwalks through this. So, if we start with the beginning, the first scene's one of the best scenes of the movie. Oh, uh, yeah. There's, they, a, there's like, a faux wanner where he's, where he's walking. I, don't, I actually think that's a real one. I... I don't know. There's 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 like cuts where it's like moving through like past a wall or something. I, I guess. Um, yeah. But it's a good oneer. Yeah. Um, it move. It's like through. Uh, it's the Dia de, uh, de los Muertos parade. Yes, and he's day like walking dead. through. It's it's him. And it's and it's obviously shot on location like yes. during the festival because I, I, you mentioned it though. I hate that they have to color correct every time. Any movies in Mexico, it has to look. So piss yellow. Yeah, fucking. That's not what Mexico. I looks hate like. the color grading in this movie. Yeah, it's not great, and it's not this, even consistently bad. It changes color grade based on the scene. You, do you know who did the cinematography for this? It's uh, I forget his name, but he does Nolan's shit. I, it, oh, wow, it doesn't look as good as a Nolan film. It's fucking uh, Hoyt van Ho- Hoyt van Hoytema. Uh, and he, yeah. like, what Nolans did he do? Tenet, Interstellar, Dunkirk, oh Ad Astra. Oh god, this dude shot Interstellar? Yeah, uh, the color grading's bad. Her? Fucking the fighter? So, yeah, and then you, so you have an opening action scene with a helicopter that's alright. It's alright. Yeah. Um, uh, there's a couple things throughout that I enjoy. Leia do, even though what they do with the character I don't buy, I do like Leia do. Their chemistry just is not there, not really. which which is is thankfully fixed in the next movie. But it, it the, I think the biggest problem with Quantum and Spectre, yeah, the thing that it, that really boils down to why those two don't work is they feel like filler. They yeah. really feel like like something about Casino and Skyfall feels like very bi- like monumental watershed moments for the character. And the thing about Spectre is it turns out it's not filler because it's super important to know time to die. Who would have thought? But it's kind of boring. Yeah, he... I think he gets boring. Like, it starts, he's kind of uncovering this mystery. Like, like it's kind of like, okay. And you kind of expect... you You kind of expect things to pick up. But they never do. But even that is like not as interesting as it was in the past few. Movies no, no, it's, no, it's just not. like this is worse. Skyfall. It feels very tired. It feels very sleepy. There's some good scenes throughout. There's a train fight. Dave Bautista yeah, plays like the main henchman. Like Mr. Hinks. He's got weird like robot thumbnails. 
But he's uh, but he's fun, and that train fight's fun. That train fight's it's, the best action scene in the movie. Absolutely. Uh, very, very reminiscent of the fight in uh, From Russia with Love, which is also great. Um, but like other action scenes, like a car chase, there's literally nothing that you haven't seen in a hundred other movies. It's just it's it doesn't do anything to set like, itself apart. That year, Rogue Nation, Mission Impossible came out, Woo-hoo! and it has a, a great car chase. God. And this absolutely showed up by Mission Impossible that year. Yeah. Yeah, and Kingsman. Um, oh, yeah. Not the best spy movie. Not even the second best spy movie of 2015. So, he gets to Madeline. Yeah, he does. He's, like, protecting her. Why does Spectre want to kill Madeline? Because her father was in Spectre. Okay. Uh, that makes sense, I guess. So, they, they are taken to... The, the Spectre base in the desert. Another desert base. Uh, it's very bland looking. And they're met by, by fucking Oberhauser. And the twist reveal is that he's actually Ernst Blofeld. The uh, iconic nemesis of James Bond. The, the Joker to James Bond's is Batman. And second twist is that they knew each other because he's he his, was kind he, of like a stepbrother. Yeah, when, when James Bond's parents died... The Oberhauser family uh, took him in, and then uh, Oberhauser kind of became jealous of, of James, and, and his father was giving him more attention and everything. Couple problems with both of these. Yeah. It's clear that James Bond had a past with this person, mm-hmm. but I never would have called brother because they don't ever feel like they have a connection like that. No, not, never. Not once. Two. Using Blo- using the name Blofeld, do something with the character. They don't do shit with the character it's, in either of the last two movies. The same reveal as uh, fucking um, Khan in Star Trek Into Darkness. That's like, exactly what like it is. Like it's a reveal for the audience, but what Blofeld doesn't mean anything to the characters. Like, but at least Khan does something in that movie. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Blofeld does shit in this movie. He really, he does, again, a villain who doesn't show up. And I love Christoph Waltz. I love that dude. Completely wasted in this. Completely yeah. wasted. Um, there's that weird torture scene where Blofeld's torturing like drilling him, into his brain. But he's fine. And then they blow up the desert base and it's like the biz- biggest explosion of all time or something. Looks alright. Yeah. I, uh, talking about this movie has made me like a, a 50 times more exhausted than I was than coming in here. That's like, what I'm saying. Trying to remember what happened in this movie. Leia Sadu says I love you to Bond after like knowing each I, other for I two never days. Buy the, I don't. The, I buy it in the last movie. Yes. I buy it in No we'll, Time to we'll Die. We'll talk about it in No Time I to Die. I don't buy it here. It's so rushed. It's so. Ah. Uh, um, yeah, I might lower my rating on this one. This one's not great. It's just like noise after a while. Yeah, it's again, it's filler. It's like it's, I like it, right now. I remember I couldn't remember the climax for a while. There's another helicopter. They did two helicopter actions. The climax is in the the old MI6 building that Silva blew up. And then you get like the, he crashes a helicopter. You get the cliched scene where where he's pointing a gun at Blofeld. And Blofeld's like, do it. It's like, no. Like, nah. <laughs> it's just <sighs> generic, stupid. I don't like it. Five out of ten. Five and a half. Five, five out of ten. Fucking... Alright. Here we are. We have reached the end of our long journey. The, the end of the road. A road that started in 2006 and has led us here. No Time to Die. The final film of the Craig Bond era has released in theaters. Mm. 
Um, I will go ahead and give a, uh, a plot rundown. So, uh, at the end of Spectre, uh, Madeline and Bond run away together. He's, like, officially retired now. They're living in Greece. They're, they're having a peaceful life. And something happens. Something occurs that kind of throws their, their picturesque life in disarray. He kind of has to go, go on the lam for a little bit. And while he's in hiding, uh, he's approached by Felix Leiter, who we haven't seen for a few movies, who, uh, who comes in and basically tells him uh, about this plot involving like a Russian scientist and then a weapon has been, has been taken by a, by a mysterious villain. And so Bond, independently, like, like for the first time without him, MI6, like he's kind of acting against MI6 almost in this. Uh, has to, uh, again, solve this mystery, kind of figure out who this guy is, and, and hopefully recover this weapon before he can, uh, he can do anything with it. And that's, that's probably, that's like the basic, uh... That is a basic rundown. This, the, I think, this movie has the benefit of, of, of feeling like a self-contained story, but it's also, like, tying everything together. I don't, I don't know if you would get a lot out of this if you hadn't seen the others. But it's, like, it's, like, the plot of, like, any Bond movie. You know oh, what yeah, I mean? for like, sure. Like, you know, ah, uh, like, new super weapon, villain's gotta get it, like... The, the, basically, the villain's plot is irrelevant to, like, the, the story that it's... Yeah, it's, about. it's, it's hardly the, the focus of the story. Um... Spoiler-free thoughts, because this is a new movie. This is a really good Bond this movie. Is a, I'd, I'd go so far to say this is a great Bond movie. This is... Uh, listen, it's long. It's messy. Indulgent. Indulgent. Overwrought in some places, sure. But I think after, what, 15 years yeah. of doing this, I think Craig and the gang have kind of earned a, a big, big finale like this. You know what I thought about the other day? I really wouldn't have minded if this had been split into two movies. Like a part one and two. Yeah. I, it's a it's a big movie and it has a lot of stuff to wrap up. But I'm like, glad they didn't. No, I know. I, I, I think it does work, but but they do they do try to squeeze a lot. This movie... <laughs> this, listen, this movie's like a fat man in an overcoat, you know? Like, it's yeah. holding together, but it's bursting at the seams. Um, I think Kerry Fukunaga comes in and kind of revitalizes the energy. Gives it a, gives it a fucking shock to the system. And, and, and I was reading a few reviews after I watched it, and it, it really does feel the most classic Bond of all it of them. Does. In terms of the villain's plot, in terms of the exotic cars, the women, it's, the, the... It's nice to see a Bond movie that doesn't take place in, in fucking stupid gray London for most of it. Like, yeah. there's so many, like, cool, like, locations in this movie. It all looks terrific. I shot, I'm about to look up shot, shot incredibly color-corrected to perfection. It, it's it's so crisp-looking. Um, I gotta commend the fucking sound design team. Dude. Yeah, it's great. We were watching... There's several action scenes in this. We, like, looked at each other. Like, the, the punches are so, like, like crunchy and tangible. Like, yeah. everything's got weight to it. Dudes are just... Kicking the shit out. Is it uh is it Billy Magnuson he's fighting where he like throws his head into like a metal beam or something? Yeah. And it's just fucking like ooh. They're, they're, it was they definitely took cues from the latest Mission Impossible Fallout a bit for the action scenes. I realize why this looks so good now. This was shot by Linus Sandgren. Uh he shot La La Land, First Man. Oh my god. Amer oh, Damien Chazelle stuff. American Hustle. Uh I'm gonna see if he did Whiplash. No. He no did not Whiplash. do Whiplash. Okay. But yeah, Damn. a lot of good stuff. Yeah, first man and Lala Land looked terrific. Looks spectacular, and this is uh, another addition to that 
So that's Uvra. But yes, the, the action second. scenes actually have like a punch this Incredible. time. Incredible. And there's so many of them. There's so many action scenes. You get the 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 car chase you've seen in the trailers with the big stunt where he uh jumps over the bridge with the rope and everything and, and, and then he, he, he like hides and in then the he bed. ramps the motorcycle uh-huh. too. Leia Seydoux and him have way better chemistry in this one. And I don't the relationship know. will actually work. I think they're just directed a lot better in this. Directed and written better. Um, but like their chemistry it becomes instantly believable. Like the, there's a uh, there's that moment uh, a guy you know slight spoilers. Like are we getting into spoilers now? We can hop into spoilers. Do you want to give a rating? Yeah. What's your, what's your rating? Eight and a half out of ten. Eight out of ten. Go see it. Go see it. I, it's a stronger eight than Skyfall. Yes, I agree. I think I, I think I do like this a little more than Skyfall. It's a stronger eight than Skyfall. Go see it on the big screen if you can. If it's yes. safe for you. If it's safe because like, it because is, it is a big screen it's, movie. It's a delight. Like it feels. It sucks that this isn't the movie that's going to save cinema because it feels like it should be. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah. this, this feels like a celebration not only of the character but just of cinema in general. Yeah. Um. it's kind of pretentious sounding I guess but you know what I mean whatever so hop into what were you saying spoiler I honestly completely forgot I think I was going to talk about the specifics of the opening action scene the the, the car chase with uh, my maybe my favorite stunt in the movie is that bit in the beginning where uh, they're they're surrounding the car they're all shooting at it and it's bulletproof and so now that we're getting into spoilers essentially leading up to this Bond goes and visits Vesper's grave to kind of like let go and like kind of let go of the past it, it explodes like he figures out Spectre left a trap for him and he is led to believe that Madeline is the one who instigated that trap and so he kind of takes her and they're, they're driving through the streets of Greece you know that's this whole car chase and there's this moment where they're surrounded by all these guys they're shooting at the car it's bulletproof and uh He's like looking at her and the guy is like right next to the window shooting at it and Madeline is like freaking out and she's like, she's like, please, like I didn't do it and he like looks her in the eyes and he's like, the moment he's like, he's like, all right. He's like, I guess I believe you. And then it goes into like the coolest fucking thing I've ever seen. The guns come out of the headlights and he starts doing doughies in place and just shredding all these guys. Does the smoke screen and everything. The moment that happened, I was like, fuck yes. Like, I am, this is gonna, this is gonna fucking rule. Um, And then it, it, the middle, the middle does sag a little bit, I think. The opening act is so fucking The first, like, 45 minutes and the last, like, the last, like, 45 minutes are great. You you are actually saying the scene where they blow up the grave and it goes into, like, you know, the, the normal, like... We ring I completely forgot about that. Yes, the, so good. There's like he he's like hearing everything like distorted, even like like uh, like the gunshots and like like the car moves and everything. That's and so then, good. And then the, when the music comes in, the music's also distorted. That's so good. Such a smart choice. So um, so cool. And then in the the first act, you also get someone who's not in it enough. For then, Anna de Armas is so good for her 10 minutes of She plays an agent. This is like her first day on the job and she's just very excited to be there. Like she's just very perky and, and then very, 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 just happy, just happy to be involved. Dude, she was so great in this movie. Uh, also great. I really enjoyed, um, Lashana Lynch as the new 007. Yeah, I liked her. She has, she's very like cool and calculated, like very like, Honestly, reminds me a lot of a young Daniel Craig. Yeah. Like, kind of has that very like ice cold, kind of dry sense of uh, sense of humor, which I think is a fun. Now that now that Bond has kind of become like a like a goofy old man, sort of, it's it's fun to see him mm-hmm. interact with essentially the younger version of himself, personality wise. 
Um, but well, yeah, she's she's a lot of fun. Um, but yeah, you you'd mentioned uh, the middle sags a bit. I think the reason it sags is one because it's a bit too long, yes. about twenty minutes, and two because the they have to do a lot of exposition to um to explain what's going on because here's one of my problems. <laughs> the the so basically the villain's plot leads back to something that he that um M was working on um off the books. Yes, it was it's a it's a nanobite weapon that essentially can be it is given a target like like the DNA and it is like it can it can it will like infect your system, but it'll only kill the person that it's targeted for, which is not a bad idea on paper. But that sounds like literally the easiest manipulation. That's what I'm thing. saying. Like that, that gets into the wrong hands. Like that could go so wrong so fast. Like Ra- Ralph Fine said something like, "I I I only wanted this to be a tool for good." I'm like, "Bro, come on, bro!" Like you you had you to know. Like villains are you are literally fighting bad people all the time, and they know things about you. Like, if someone gets around, like. And that's what happens, right? Rami Malek. I was about to say, speaking of villains, our villain for this movie name, is... Say his name. Lucifer Safin. Lucifer Satan. Uh, Rami Malek. I think he is good. I think he falls exactly in the middle of the Craig villains. Yep. He is not as good as Lashif and Silva, but he is better than Blofeld and uh, the, the French twat. From, no, you can't even remember his name. No, fucking Dominic Green. That's there it. There we go. Um... Yes, he, he is serviceably creepy. Yeah, yeah. I just wish we'd gotten to, like... They should have shown the scene where Mr. White killed his family. Spoiler yeah. alert. The, uh, the reason he has this, like, vendetta, this, like, fixation on Madeline, the opening scene is Rami Malek. Also, how old is Rami Malek supposed to be in this movie? He's too young for however old he's supposed to be. Um, He, he shows up. Madeline Swan is, is, like, a little girl. He shows up to her house, kills her mom... He's looking for Mr. White, Madeline's father, because Mr. White killed uh, Safin's family, so he's looking for revenge. I, I think I might have missed this, or, or I might have not understood it. Is is Rami Malek's family? Are they the ones who originally developed the weapon? No, no. I thought I thought I heard something like that, like they they had mentioned. Unless that I missed it, I, I don't, don't know. Think but, so. but so he just like so. What? Why did they need to be killed? What was their Stake I don't know. in I I think it had something to do with it, but I don't know. We saw this a few days ago. It's uh, you know, but uh, but, but I'll, I'll definitely go see it again. Maybe oh for sure connect a few of the dots. But um, but yeah. So essentially, he wants to it's it, he wants to uh, get this weapon and he wants to do like a mass like uh, cleansing. Wipe out millions. Wipe out yeah. millions. Genocide. Kinda, kinda, you know. You know. Bond villain shit. Um. I, honestly, his his motivations are vague, but not in a in a way that ruins the or that that dampens the experience like like in Quantum of Solace. Mm-hmm. Like that's that's a very like real world plot that like someone yeah. could do. So it needs to like line up. This is like the most like super villainy plot any of very. these villains have had. Very. And so I'm okay with it being a little like dumb and cartoony. You yeah. know what I mean? I agree. Diet Dr. No over here. That's essentially, for all intents and purposes, the character is Dr. No. Yeah. Like he even has the island base and everything. Like he wears the, the kimono robe at the yeah. end. He looks like Jared Leto in, in 2049. Backtracking a bit, at the end of the first scene... Bond throws Leia Seydu on a train and says, you're never going to see me again. Yeah, like, fuck you. And then it cuts five years later and the rest of it takes place five there years is, later. There is a big time jump after that. He's and a- and Leia Seydu 
has to. She's involved in the plot again. Yep. She is Blofeld's psychiatrist. She's been kind of kept in the loop. But oh, well, Blofeld obviously survived the last movie, and he's he's been kept in prison by by MI6. And then Rami Malek's villain comes to her and basically infects her with the the nanobites, but they are coded to kill Blofeld. So he wants to wipe out Spectre because what they did to his family. Yeah. And so he essentially sends Leah Seydoux in to to kill Blofeld, essentially, because earlier in the scene with Anna the Armis, uh, they infiltrate a Spectre meeting. The nanobites are, like, sprayed in from the ceiling uh, to, to, I think, uh, well, they're all about to kill Bond, and then all the Spectre people start, like, melting and dying, and he's like, what the fuck? Yeah. So Spectre, like, dies in pretty much one... One fell swoops half and kills right. most of them except Blofeld. Right. Because Blofeld's the only one And then Blofeld dies. Yeah, and then Blofeld does die uh, because fucking... Uh, the, uh, the nanobites are passed by contact and so Bond goes with Madeline. They meet up again. Uh, like and a, he touches... A very awkward reunion coming back after after their, uh, yeah. their last exchange. Uh, they touch each other. He gets the nanobites, and he's like interrogating Blofeld, and he grabs him at one point. So he gives him the nanobites because Leo Sadu wasn't going to do it. She chickens out. Yeah. Um, and so Blofeld ends up dying. Rip, I guess. Huge waste of that character and yeah, that actor. Very much. Um, and so from there, I don't remember. I don't recall what happens immediately. After I don't remember that. what happens. In- oh, uh, well, that kind of goes into the section where he goes to Madeline. That's what like, I was about to say. Like childhood home. It turns out she has a daughter. It's kind of vague for a little bit whether or not it is Bond's kid. It is. It um, looks exactly. <laughs> she says, "No, it's not your kid." And the child looks exactly like Daniel Craig. Uh, it, like the blue eyes. Like, and like the, same like, blue eyes, blonde hair, same same whole thing. Um. So essentially, everything. Oh well. Uh. So there's that. That leads. That's before the climax. There's so much in this movie. I'm. I'm like remembering. Whole I know. Sequences. So They're coming back to me. So from there. Uh. Earlier in the film, Felix Leiter is killed by Billy Magnuson's character, about that. who Jesus. is kind of like uh, uh, he was like his like lackey in the CIA, but it turns out he's working for Rami Malek. And so later, Billy Magnuson comes to kidnap uh, Madeline Swan and their uh, their daughter, uh, Rami Malek, and everything. They come to get them, and they capture them and take them to Rami's island, which then leads to the climax, where Bond and the new 007, Naomi, is that the character's name? Nomi. Nomi. They take this, like, cool spy plane that turns into a submarine. They yeah. take it to the island and it leads to the whole climax. They're basically storming <clears throat> this facility and figuring out how to uh, d- 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 foil this plan. Before we get there, that action scene when Billy Magnuson kills, goes to kill him and the cars are in the That forest. action scene is awesome. So, like, Bond's out of a car in the middle of the forest and he's basically like booby trapping like using like ropes and stuff and he's taking out dudes on motorcycles and, and whole cars and like, like, like he's just he outsmarting like, these guys like the Billy Magnuson one he's driving the car right at him and he like moves out of the way so the car will turn and it hits a fucking like falling over tree and then overturns like it, it really goes to show just how smart and tactical and then that he character lets is. the car crush Billy Magnuson very cool very cool moment uh, oh we forgot to mention the other henchman uh, I think his name is Cyclops the dude with the oh, with yeah, the bionic yeah. eye he's pretty cool he gets a cool death Bond has like a an EMP watch and he fucking overloads it and he explodes the dude's bionic eye what does he say it's like I just showed him your watch cue it was a mind blowing experience and yeah. I was like yes 
This is what I've wanted all these years. The whole facility is a storming scene. There's a there's a one take action scene yes. that's great going up the stairwell. Uh, real quick, I, w- I guess we'll briefly mention the worst character in the movie. There's this Russian scientist who's very annoying. Keeps getting way too many scenes to try and be funny. And he's he's fine at first, but then he just he stays in the movie way too long. He has um, a, dies in a very gruesome way that I found very entertaining. Yes. Um. He gets so they go into the facility where they're sort of like manufacturing and like farming these nanobots, and they have to wear these like boiler suits because where they grow them, it's like a it's like a pool of acid essentially. Mm-hmm. Like it's like this corrosive liquid and fucking Nomi. Spartan kicks the Russian scientist into it. Thank he gets, God. And he gets melted. Dumb bitch. I hated that character. <laughs> I thought you were talking about no, 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 for no, a second. I hated that kid. Yeah, no, he's the worst character in the movie by far. And so what happens is in the climax... You know what I just realized? What? You know what would have been better what? than Billy Magnuson? If that had been David Harbour's character... Oh, from Spectre. From, 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 uh, from Quantum of Solace. Oh, yeah, he, Quantum of Solace. I, I don't know. I think I think that would have been fun to just bring that character back, and then it turned out he's a, he's a double I agent. I didn't like Billy Magnuson that much. He's fine. He's, he's, he's barely in the movie. Doesn't even make that much of an impact. Yeah, really. Um, um, die, dies in a funny way, so. Yeah. I, I think he's a great comedian. I just didn't love him. Yeah, no, he's, he's whatever. Um, yeah, so we get to the end, and so essentially they've, they've stormed the island, they've secured it, and so... What has to happen is that MI6 is going to order a missile strike from a nearby like naval vessel. They're going to launch the payload. Bond has to open the blast doors to the actual facility, or else they would just bounce off of it. Um, so he goes to do that, and he's about to get off the island. He sends Madeline and his daughter away. You know, he rescues them and everything. Nomi getting off the island and everything. And then fucking Rami Malik, who he left alive, goes to close the blast doors again, and he's like, oh, fuck. So he goes back. He has this encounter with Rami Malek. And Rami Malek touches him. Yes. Well, yeah. He gives him the, uh, he gives him the fucking uh, poison. Or the, the nanobots. Coded to that's Madeline. That's coded to Madeline. Uh-oh. So if he ever touches Madeline or his daughter. They talk. Q says a couple times in the movie. If you are. Co- if you get infected. You never it can get that out of your system. Yeah. It's, it is it's there, there forever. Um. <laughs> I love the way he kills Rami Malek. It's yeah. such a, like... Like, Rami Malek gives him the whole villain monologue and everything, and, and Bond is just kind of like, huh. And then just shoots him very, like, unceremoniously. It kind of yeah. reminded me of Lashif's death. Yep. Like, it's very... just pumps two into him. It's very unceremonious. And so we get uh, Daniel Craig's final scene, because he does die, where he talks he... to Madeline on the phone. Very Captain America. Yeah. That's, that's, yeah, that's yeah, kind yeah. of the, the vibe I got. And waits for the missiles to hit. He, he goes up, he opens the blast doors, he, he, knowing he can never touch the love of his life or his daughter again, like he, or he'd kill them. And, and he kind of like stands up, he watches the missiles come, he, he has his goodbyes with Madeline, and he dies in a very, it, very heroic, very, very noble way. And a very, um, very strong way. I, I, I kind of suspected he was probably going to die in this. I, lo- I loved the death. I, I thought it was, it was handled so well. I loved... I loved her on the phone saying uh, uh, she has your eyes and him just going, I know. Oh. So good, dude. Oh, man. I'm getting chills just thinking about yeah, it. Yeah, that seems great. I, I, I think I am going to go back and see this again. I think where uh, this movie falters, it, it, its highs are just so high. I could see it growing on that me. That it makes I could see them. I could see it growing on me. Boundlessly entertaining. Uh, so many cool action scenes. Everyone is, is on their A game in this. Um, even, even like the, 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 the actors or the performances I didn't enjoy are better than some of the ones in like the yeah. worst Bond movies. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, 
Q confirmed gay in this Q movie? Q confirmed gay? Um... Also, Bond kind of confirmed gay. In like Skyfall. Bond. Yeah, it was I will... Bond. Does, Bond. does Bond like having sex? Or is it just like a means to an end for him? I don't know. Like, is it just... Because, like... I don't know. Fucking... Don't Bond know. Is, a, is, a, is an intriguing, an intriguing creature. But he's also dead now, so... Yeah, he is dead now. Yeah, so that is... That is the Daniel Craig era of James Bond. Five movies... Three out of five. Three out of five ain't bad. He, I, I watched uh, the Chris Stockman review on No Time to Die, and he made a good point. He said that this is probably the best final Bond movie any of the actors have gotten. Because like, usually at the final, that. it like already fizzled out. Well, Die to Die Another Day is something. Yeah. Uh, View to a Kill sucks. I don't remember. Connery has like three final movies. <laughs> yeah. Um, More, yeah, yeah. I don't like Honor Majesty's Secret Service. I know most people dig that one. I think it's boring as hell. George Lazenby is a bare-chested fraud. The best one probably would be... Was it... What was the second Dalton? Was that... License to Kill? I heard that was pretty good. Yeah. But, uh, but I, yeah, I, th- I think of the ones I have seen, yeah, I think I would agree this is the best one. So... What would you give this one? We already. Oh yeah, we, we did do rated. We already rated. Right, I, right. I have one final question for you. Yeah. Pitch the next James Bond movie. Where do they go? Who do you who do you get to direct? Who do you get to play Bond? Fuck it, cast a villain too. Who do you want to see play a Bond? Play a Bond villain. Okay. Don't do another origin story. No. I don't want that. So just start. I I kind of want them to go back to episodic. Yes. Um. So, so just start it in the middle of his career. Give us a dumb villain, cheesy shit. I, it doesn't even have to be super cheesy. Just, you yeah, know. Yeah, you know. Um, let me think about this no, for yeah, a second. No, you're good. This was just dropped on me. We didn't prep this. I got three words. I got three names for you. Okay. Edgar Wright, John Boyega, Michael Shannon. Ooh, oh, Michael Shannon's a good one. Michael Shannon would I, I would be a great Bond villain. John Boyega is my personal pick for the next Bond. He's young, he's charming, he's charismatic, and the dude needs a good franchise after Star Wars absolutely shit on him. Yeah. And he's an English actor, so it works. And I think Edgar Wright just would, would absolutely nail okay. a Bond movie. Dev Patel. Oh, fuck yeah. Willem Dafoe. <laughs> and... And, uh, uh, who just said Denis Villeneuve? Oh! <laughs> fuck, man! <sighs> Shit. That's, that's... The... I think either of those would be fantastic. Yeah. I would watch... Who the... did you say, director? Edgar Wright. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. That'd yeah, be amazing. Well, like, like, also, I think... I think episodic, I agree with you. I think they should set them in the period when the books were written. Oh, So, okay. like, set them back in World War II. Like, make them period movies. That'd be fun. Like, I think, yeah, that'd be, like, a nice, like, mix-up. A nice change of pace. Um... But, uh, man, that's... Now I'm going to rank the theme songs. Uh, oh, yes. Okay, so it's... This is the important Are we going bottom to top or top to bottom? Bottom to top. Okay. We're, we're, all right, you, you do your ranking first. I'm gonna... Okay. Um, writings on the wall at the bottom. I don't know the name of the Jack White one, was it? Another Way to Die. Another Way to Die. Um... Then the Billie Eilish one, mm-hmm. No Time to Die, and then the Chris Cornell one, and then Skyfall. You think Skyfall's the best? Those two swap for me sometimes. Uh, I like both of those. I'm going to go Another Way to Die, Writings on the Wall, No Time to Die, Skyfall. 
You know my name. Okay. Same general. Well, that's it. That's 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 all the James Bond movies. They never they never made any more before this or after. So that yeah, <laughs> that wraps things up. I suppose. Absolutely. Kyle, you want to tell the the people what? I, well, first, thank you for listening. Let's thank the people first. Thank you. I uh, thank you for sitting through and, and indulging us ranting about about uh, James Bond for a little bit. Uh, Kyle, you want to tell the people where they can find us? Yeah, get, get through that yawn real quick. Absolutely. You guys can follow the podcast on Twitter and Instagram at Cinema Shakedown. And you can follow me personally on Twitter and Letterboxd at Kyle Craigbaum. That's K-R-I-E-G-H-B-A-U-M. And you can follow me on Twitter at the underscore Fatman99 and also on Letterboxd at my name, Jordan Dennis. Next week, what are we talking about? Next week, we are talking about Halloween Killed. The sequel to the 2018 Halloween, a new Halloween 3, if you will. Absolutely. Uh, looks great. I'm very excited. Uh, the, we'll talk more about the first one, but I really dig the first one. And we will also be talking about uh, Ridley Scott's The Last Duel. We will. Jodie uh, Comer. Um, uh, Matt Damon, Ben Affleck, Adam Driver. Getting great reviews. I am, I'm very much looking forward to two. Potential bangers this week. I'm very excited. The year's starting to pick up a little bit. The year's picking up. We were waiting for October. Honestly, and we're here, baby. We're in. We're in the shit. I mean, after that's Dune and and Wes Anderson and shit. So yeah, we're we're picking up. Also, we write for Clapper. Forgot to oh yeah, and you're writing a review for Bond. I am writing a review for No Time to Die on Clapper. So uh, check that out whenever I get around to doing that. Hell yeah! Thanks for listening. Bye. <laughs>